another Loon Flashback! This week in Jonathan Brandmeier KZZP History. Tuesday, December 29th. 1981. May 81 was the month, I believe, that uh, John Thompson of Boston had a seven-foot crowbar go right through his head. Do you think that that stopped these callers from making jokes about it? Let's listen in now as Jonathan Brandmeier and Paul Talbot discuss the story on that immortal day. We're talking about earlier this morning about John Thompson. Mm-hmm. The guy who's got the crowbar in his head. There's some people waiting on the phones. Can you believe this? with jokes about that. Does that make you sick? Plummeting to new levels of bad taste here. What, there's four feet in the back and three feet in front? Yeah, the, this for? guy's driving, hits a tree, yeah. a crowbar, this is a true story, goes through his head, four feet in the front, three feet in the back. He Good was, morning, sir. Yeah, uh, I thought of a new movie for that, about, you know, he's got a Mr. Crowbar. Oh, Paul, did you hear that? Looking for Mr. Crowbar. That's, that's foul. Wait, that's not the worst. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Regarding John Thompson? Yes, sir. If this had happened in uh, Christmas time, around Christmas, you could always say that visions of crowbars danced in his head. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> good morning, sir. Yes, sir. You have to excuse John. He's got a lot in his mind right now. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot in his mind right now. Kill the power! I can't take it any longer! Wait a minute. John Thompson in Boston is in very good condition in the Boston City Hospital today after a seven-foot crowbar went through his head. I'd like to dedicate our whole show, but wait a minute, you listeners, come on. Come on, get it out of your system. Good morning. Morning. Get it out of your system, come on. Yeah, you know, John Thompson, the, the guy went to see a psychiatrist. Yeah. He said, I've been having these dreams about a crowbar. Yeah. The psychiatrist says, hey, it's all in your head. Get out of here. Good morning. Crowbar line. We did some research into the damage to his brain this morning and found that there was some serious damage, and the only thing he's capable of doing is being a disc jockey on a morning radio program. All right, thank you for calling. But then I tried to call John when he got out of the hospital about a month later, and his wife wasn't too thrilled. We'll talk about that, and you'll hear the conversation in a minute. <laughs> KZZP. Now... You heard the crowbar story. Here he is, John Thompson, cruising along in his pickup truck, and a seven-foot crowbar went through his head. One of the neater stories that happened in 81. And the people got crazy about it. So I decided, well, when he got out of the hospital, the, the news came out again. John Thompson released a miraculous recovery. He is now at home. I thought, well, what the heck? I'm calling him at home. I got the number through some people and information, and I called the Thompson residence. What happened? Well, you'll hear that in a minute. What a tease! <laughs> Hello. Hello. Is this the Thompson residence, please? Yes, it is. Who's calling? This is a radio station calling in Phoenix, Arizona. Is John in? Is he able to talk? No. Could I ask you a question, please? Yes. Is this the John Thompson with the crowbar accident? Yes. We have a lot of listeners who would just like to know exactly how he's doing. Just a minute. All right. Hello? Hello. Who's this, please? Who is this, this is Jonathan Brandmeyer at a radio station in Phoenix, Arizona, KZZP. This is Tom. 
conference. Is John able to come to the phone or not? No, he's not. Could you tell us about his condition? I hate to bother you at home like this, but we have been following this story for almost two months now. He's doing really well, really well, and he's happy to be home. The the accident was what, what about a two? Was that right? Two months ago? Almost three months ago, yeah. It was a long time. Yeah, and long haul, yeah. A seven foot crowbar went through his skull. Can you I tell us? I prefer not to discuss that. Okay. You don't want to talk about it at all. No, no. Can you tell us exactly uh, how we'll end up? Will he end up all right? Will he be able to go back to a normal life again? That's just for us, and um, yes, definitely. Has he been strong through the whole thing? Oh yes, absolutely. He, he, apparently, you just don't want to talk about it because it's kind of a gruesome thing, huh? Exactly, and I need a rest. I'm sorry. Have you been getting a lot of calls like this? Yeah. Uh, well, you know what happened? It came out across the wire services that John was out of the hospital. Uh-huh. And that's probably what, what started it off. So you're just... I know. This has been going on for two days now, so... I'm sorry about that. That's okay. I hate to bother you, but he's going to be all right. Okay, just tell you listeners to keep praying to St. Jude for him. They say he's singing and things like that and talking uh, normally now. Well, pretty much. Well, he's got a little ways to go, you know. But with prayers to St. Jude, he'll make it. Didn't the doctors say that uh, this is like a miracle that he's even talking or even out of a hospital at this time? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, someone was praying there in Boston, huh? Mm-hmm. That's the power of St. Jude, yes. Mrs. Thompson, I appreciate your time. I don't even want to ask you any more questions because you sound like you're tired of it. I am. Okay. Have a good day and uh, tell John we said hello. I will. Bye now. Okay, bye-bye. That was the last time we called him. We've got the number and we'll call him again next week to find out. Now, that's been almost four months since that crowbar went through his head, so we'll uh, call him again next week as we begin 82 to find out if he's all right. Johnny, I loved you. It's a good story. Then I remember I got, after that phone call, I got all kinds of letters. I can't believe that Mr. Brandmeier would play a song like he played after that interview. That guy is disgusting. Well, so I got reprimanded for that. I wouldn't do that again. That was by ELO, that one, but I... Whoops. Oh, no. I didn't know that was it. I slipped. KZZP. Darn it. Monday, August 23rd, 1982. 104 KZZP. Uh, Johnny in the morning at 741. Let me do these spots. Come back here with the javelin boy. A 14-foot Oh, no, a nine-foot javelin goes through a 14-year-old boy. Ah, numbers are wrong, but the story's still dumb. Oh, hello, Paul. John! Yeah? He's still there. Yeah, I'm still I think so. Well, I gotta do this story. I can't <clears throat> believe it. I just touched on this last week, Friday. Yeah. I read the story real quickly, and everyone's saying, Hey, when are you gonna read that story about the guy in a javelin? I think our audience likes uh, stories about people that get something stuck in their head. Did you, did you hear the story or not? Um, no, I missed that one. The headlines were Miracle Boy. Well, see, it wasn't in the regular paper. It was one of those Inquirer things. Miracle Boy survives a spear through the head. A 14-year-old schoolboy miraculously lived after he was skewered through the head by a nine-foot javelin. The sharp-pointed javelin, a slim metal spear used in athletic field events, was thrown by another schoolboy just as Manuel Ortega was leaving the school's sports field after training. Bye. Oh. The wounded boy remained conscious as firemen cut away most of the spear with bolt cutters, rushed him to the hospital, 
with three inches of it still sticking from his head. Yeah, excuse me, where this happens? Uh, doesn't even say where it happened. Ah, great. Good story. Yeah, they could have made it up for all we terrific know. Terrific reportage. <laughs> it doesn't say at all. Guy goes through for some colorful verb like skewered and doesn't even tell yep. us where it happened. Manuel Ortega, a shish kebab, coming soon. Yeah. Anyway, it took him uh, hours to cut it off. Three inches of the javelin was still in his head. And they took the tip out of his head, and the guy lived, mm. even though he was skewered. And he's uh, singing some background on this. Manuel Ortega, live on stage with a 14-foot javelin through his head, coming soon to the Coliseum. If you like Ozzy Osbourne, you'll love the Manuel Ortega Show, coming soon. Sponsored by KZZP. Maybe we can get some tickets behind the stage for this one. That'll be great. The obstructed <laughs> view. <laughs> Morning, John here. Yeah, Mr. Manuel Ortega from any town USA writes in and says, <laughs> Dear Rosanna, Rosanna Dana, I got head problems. The other day I was leaving the track and field, and all of a sudden this big old javelin comes and hits me like a toothpick through a piece of cantaloupe. What am I going to do? Well, Mr. Ortega, I understand what you're going through, because once I, Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana, went down to a track and field event. Crazy. You know what they were doing? They were doing the Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana, the track and field javelin catching event. I tell you, Doug, it was so disgusting. These guys were trying to catch the javelin, and they'd miss it. would get them all bloody. It'd be so okay. sick. Okay. I thought I was going to die. Okay. This day's for you, baby. August 23rd, Manuel Ortega Day. I got a nine-foot javelin in my head, and I live to listen to Johnny in the Morning at KZZP. Randy Stewart. That's all. Live from the Sick Rehabilitation Center for Alcoholism. Randy Stewart, up next in the FM. Tommy Lewis walks the AM America. And this is Jonathan Brand. My these are my last few words. Later.